Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Alfredo Morellas dropped from the Rangers squad which went to Eindhoven today for the crucial £40 million game tomorrow night because of his fitness and attitude concerns from the club. Sent off on Saturday. Does he have a future at Rangers? And who could Rangers get as a replacement striker if anything happens to Cholak? Rangers fans, what do you think? 0808 17 17 700. Can it be Kemar Roof? Cholak, though, has been on form. Stephen Cragen is with us. We'll be talking about this in a moment too, and Peter Grant as well. Other headlines, Celtic outcast Christopher Julian is poised to be on veil as a Montpellier player. We mentioned it last night, he looks poised to go to France, a three-year deal. But the fee will probably be around €1 million. And what about Motherwell? Well, Stephen was there a long time, a legend at the club in third spot in the Premiership. But everyone today, rather than talking about PSV tomorrow night, Peter, is talking about Alfredo Morelos. Now, you took a lot of stick a couple of months ago. It was the 30th of June when you said you were disappointed in what you got out of the player, what Rangers were getting out of him. Here's what you said June the 30th. As I say, I thought he was a liability mm. prior to that and league matches, competitions back here the bread and butter stuff. I never thought he was fit enough. I think there was always issues with him when he went back home and coming back from even international duty, you know, with injuries and whatever. And I think, for me, I don't think it'll be as big a loss as people think for Rangers. Really? Yeah, Yeah. I genuinely do, honestly, God, because I I watch these goals and I think if somebody else comes in there and it's that quality, I think they'll get more of a team player you know, with goals. And I think that's what Rangers are looking for. And I think to go to that next level, to start, listen, let's remember mm-hmm. how many trophies he's not won in the period of time he's been here. But as he's won one competition yep. he's been involved mm-hmm. in. So, at the end of the day, you need your strikers in there all the time. He's going 25 to 30 goals, especially if they're playing for a Celtic or a Rangers. And I don't think he's capable of that. Peter, what about that news today? It's a massive disappointment for the Rangers' support. Um, but for you, are you surprised? Not surprised, but it's one time I don't like to be correct because um, it's something you look at in football players and professionals but it's the best job in the world bar none he's playing with a massive football club in the respect of that he's had ample opportunities it's time and time again he's let them down on the football pitch now he seems to be letting them down off the pitch for not being the greatest professional I keep telling you every time he went away every summer you read about him coming back he was going to be going to Spain or whatever I told you he wasn't that good um, and I think his agents have been trying to sell him for a long, long time. But the biggest disappointment for me is, is he has to take responsibility. It's a nightmare for his teammates and his manager because the manager will get criticism last week for not putting him on in the particular game. The manager's working with him every day and we don't see that. And that's what I keep saying and that's why I try and do it from the inside because I've been there myself when you've had certain situations and people ask questions. You don't like coming out and criticising any player, especially your own. Um, and I'm sure Gio's been the exact same as that. I'm sure his teammates have been the same. And it's interesting, the Trevani at the weekend there, 
seemingly had and would have throat, you know, which is unusual, you know, for but that used to be the days. And that was going a throwback because that was our day. I can honestly say if it, and I hate going back all the years ago, but if somebody had been unprofessional, not trained properly, been lazy in the training, it's the players that have been having a go at them and grabbing them with the, the scruff of the neck and saying, Do you realise what you're doing to us? You're hurting us, you're our goal scorer, we've only got one other striker. And it's so selfish and I'm really disappointed because probably Rangers will need him in the biggest game tomorrow night and he's not available for them. Stephen Craigan, he's Rangers' all-time top scorer in Europe. Mm -hmm. 27 goals, 68 in total he's scored. How do you feel about this news that Morelos has been dropped from the squad? I just think on the eve of probably Rangers' biggest game ever financially, you're getting in without who potentially is your number one striker. I mean, I think that's the question you'd ask. Is Morelos Rangers' best striker? Yes. But only when he's fit, when he's available, when he's focused, and he's at it. And quite clearly, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has looked from the first half pre-season since he has watched him training and playing that he's not at that level. And when he's not all those things and ticking those boxes, then unfortunately, he slips down the ladder. He's left himself open for criticism. He's allowed everyone to come and have a you know, pop, get their pound of flesh off him because it, by all accounts, again, reading between the lines, he, he's been unprofessional. Uh, he, he hasn't um, committed himself enough and his attitude is wrong, which is so wrong for a professional football. There's so many things in life that you can affect and one thing as a professional footballer you can affect is how fit you are, how lean you are, how dedicated you are and if you're not that, Paul, then you know, you're open for criticism. So Rangers really could have done with him tomorrow night but it's a huge blow. And all the build-up now is going to be about Morelos. It's not going to be about the game and what's at the end of it. And then suddenly people might criticise Giovanni Van Bronckhurst if they go out tomorrow night and he's not involved in the squad, then it's a manager's. It's not the manager's fault. It lays at the door of the player. And that's the player's responsibility, what Peter said. We listened to what the manager had to say after the game, the 2-2, the draw at Easter Road. And he was asked about the Morelos red card. Second red card, I haven't seen it back. You know, we have to clearly see what, what happened there. But after the two decisions, we were with nine men. So it was for us, you know, especially when we had the ball, very difficult to keep the ball. And we're just like avoiding the, the goal against us. But the fact, Peter, that he didn't come on the week before, when he was there, when he was available. Remember, we got a flash, he got a goal against Kilmarnock just the other week. Seems a long time ago. Uh, we talked on this programme, Barry Ferguson was saying he could be fit in time for PSV. He could come on at some point. Would he start the game? He's out of the picture now. And they have to now galvanise themselves for this game tomorrow night. Reading between the lines, I think the players would probably be quite happy he's out of the picture because he's lack of professionalism. Because... I'm talking from myself point of view here. If I'm working my socks off and I'm not getting picked before him, I'd be fuming. Mm -hmm. You know, if he's not being professional, whether it's coming in late, whether it's been overweight, people talk about it as in the football professional. You know, you think to yourself, well, if you're not training right, you don't deserve an opportunity, no matter how good you are. And I've always said he's not that good. I don't mean that disrespectfully. He's not that good that you can do. But you think, I look at Kolak and I think he's a better team player. He scored four goals in whatever it was, five games or whatever he's played in there. But the Rangers fans didn't like that and they were on saying he scored 68 goals for the club. It doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, you've got to show that. It, listen, it's, Gio's not the first one he's let down. Mm. That's the thing. Stephen Gerrard. Absolutely. So it's been constant, you know, in his play. So players will get fed up at times, you know, and at the end of the day, if you're not working hard after out this period of time, as you're saying, isn't he? Such a money-spinning game and a fantastic opportunity for Rangers in the respect to that. And he's not fit enough, down to, and his lack of professionalism on the pitch on Sunday or Saturday 
was ridiculous as well, you know. So on and off the pitch, he's not behaving himself properly. It's all about him, Stephen, isn't it? That's what it seems to be. The fans love him as well. There's a cycle. You made a great point in the office mm. there. And I know that Gio, um, apparently he has spoken to the senior players. And just as Peter said, you all know in dressing rooms what's going mm. on. And the senior players totally back the manager's decision. Well, do you know what? It's a big one for the manager because if the manager can see what's going on, the rest of the squad can see what's going on. And when it comes to the point of the manager making a decision, all the players' eyes are on the manager to think, what's your leadership? What are you going to do? Because we can all see what you can see and possibly in the past it's been brushed under the carpet or he's been led away with things. So Giovanni van Bronckhorst, for his own respect within the dressing room, he had to make a call that was going to be the right call for the squad and not just for the individual. Put it to bed and they had to move on. So it looks like he's made a strong management decision and I'm sure the players will have backed the, the manager. You know, Peter will tell you now, in, in, in modern dressing rooms, there's leadership groups mm. where you'll have three or four senior players who will deal with the manager and speak to the manager. They will have had the conversation and they will have said the exact same thing, that we need to go and win this game. There's so much at stake for this game. They can't have any distractions. Unfortunately, they have got a distraction, but there's no distraction with them. They can go to the Netherlands, they can look after themselves, they can prepare properly and look after the game. But certainly it looks as if the manager has made a strong management decision, which not a lot of people thought he would have been like that because he's very coy and very quiet and quietly spoken, doesn't seem to get animated. But deep down, you have to have a steely inside and Giovanni van Bronckhorst certainly has had that. Well, I was fortunate enough to play like Mo Johnson, Frank McAvey, Charlie Nicholas, and everybody says whatever, they were playboys when they were young and whatever. All yeah, that you sort enjoyed of stuff. life as well. They did. They did. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. 100%. But they never miss training in the respect of that. And if they did miss training, they get a heavy fine. Yeah. But they train like absolute beasts. You know, they like to enjoy themselves, but they train like absolute. And that's all people ask for because we're no want choir boys. We don't want that. You need that wee bit of character. So let's get that right. You know, I want people to still enjoy themselves. But this is your job. It's the best job in the world, bar none. And it's a player who's had no impact for Rangers this season. You know, he's no impact whatsoever. He was out injured. Yeah, but, but the why condition is he, he came back is, in. But that's what yep. I'm saying. Why is he injured? Mm. Is it through his lack of effect? I don't know because I'm not there. Sure. So I'm not going to pass comment on that. I just don't see it often enough. I've seen him often enough on the football pitch letting him down. Off the pitch, people talk about it, but that's only hearsay as far as I'm concerned. But now you're seeing things now that people are coming out and saying all these different things. His professional is not great, blah, blah, blah. Look at his stats there, Peter. 18 goals in his first season, then 30, 29, 17, 18. And OK, we're only four games in. Uh, one goal this season. 68 goals in total. Will he play for Rangers again, Peter Grant? Personally, I think if Gio could get rid of him, he would get rid of him. The, the biggest problem is now, I said to you before, if Rangers were getting 20 million for him, I'd have taken him by the hand because I knew at that time he's going to let you down again because the agent's constantly trying to sell him. I never ever thought he was anywhere near that amount of money, no matter how much goals he scored. I never thought he was that quality as a striker because you have to be at the top level. You watch the top levels, the professionalism, how the good they look. You look how you good look at the could very he best. be? Sorry, if he trained, if he had that commitment, the total commitment, because he's undoubtedly talented, isn't Paul, he? Paul, you know, Paul your keyword. F. F. Yeah. Sure. You know Stephen, I mean? do you think you'll play again? I mean, if you're having to convince a player, and, and listen, I don't know the inside story. I'm not just talking about Alfredo Morales, I'm talking about players in general. If you have to convince a player that they have to work hard and they have to be dedicated, then you're fighting a losing battle. And I'm not saying that's the same with, with Alfredo Morales. I don't know him as a person. I don't know his, his, his characteristics. You can only judge from what you see and judge from what you hear. He's got an option now. He's, so he's two options. Either knuckles down, accepts a criticism, 
goes and proves people wrong and gets himself back in the football pitch. Or he just decides, I've had enough, I want to move on, I'll either move in this window for January or I'll let my contract run down. That's the two options he has. The ball is now firmly in his court. He's got people's backup. Fans are now starting to turn so much they're frustrated because they've got a centre-forward who's scoring goals so maybe they can forget about him a little mm -hmm. bit. And I've said it before, centre-forwards are precious. Sure. They love being the main people. And him coming back and getting himself back into some sort of fitness that he thinks available, uh, ready to play and making himself available to play in games, when he don't start games, that will have hurt him. That will have frustrated him. Hence the reason why the flu... But yeah, again, Stephen, I think then we're making excuses for him. Everybody no, no. doesn't play. It's frustrated. You can go right through that. Stephen yeah. Davis, mm -hmm. consummate professional. Alan McGregor. Doesn't play. You know, but Stephen Davis, for instance, for an outfield player to try and keep himself at the level for th 36 years of age, that's who you should be looking at and saying, wow, this is how long I want to play at the top. This is where I want to play. When he turns up to Ibrox to see the stadium when it's full of Rangers fans yep. who adore him, and he's let them down. Mm -hmm. Because let's be perfectly honest, Gio and that's passing through as manager, yep. coaches, whatever, mm -hmm. but the supporters are sure. always there. So he's let the Rangers fans mm -hmm. down desperately. And they have to be critical of him for it because maybe if they're critical of him, then that's the time he will take up and say, oh, I better listen here because I'm not the blue-eyed boy. I'm not making excuses. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think what's in his mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think why he's doing this but, 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 and, do, and doing the other. Four or you know? five years, we'll ask the same yeah, question. I know. <laughs> and then every now and again, he releases a cryptic message yeah. on, on social media as if I'm, you know, forget that. There's another one today, go, isn't there? There is. Yeah. Go and do your talking on the pitch. It's, it's yeah. the place to do it. And do you know yeah. what, also, I, I think it's a bit of a slap in the face for the Rangers fans because if you'd asked, or if you asked every Rangers fan, would they love to play for that club? 100% of them would say yes. Yeah. He has the luxury of playing for that club, their club. Well, that's my biggest argument I've always well, said to you, Paul. That, Peter, that was your point. That was that my point. Many Rangers fans missed. You said Rangers are a massive club and deserve the respect. Absolutely. And Rangers fans, some of them heard it as, oh, Peter Grant's having a, a go at our no, club. No, not at the all. Opposite. I think he should be. I told you outside Manchester United, yeah. Celtic and Rangers are the only ones that play under the pressure. So when you're representing the football clubs, you've got to do that. With your... I was critical of Stephen Gerrard because he, all he talked about was Liverpool. And that used to drive me nuts because I'm thinking, you're a Rangers football club, you're how lucky you are. Da, da, da. So it's the exact same with Celtic. So that's the exact same way I am with him because I think you do not know how lucky you are to be at a football wow. club like that. Rangers fans, what do you think? 0808 17 17 700. We're on the socials as well. Lots of messages coming in at Go Football Show. Stephen Cragen, Peter Grant, Paul Cooney. And we'll be talking about the game tomorrow night because it was on five minutes there on Sky. It's on here and Go Radio for the last 12, 13 minutes when we should be talking about the weekend's football and more importantly, tomorrow, mm -hmm. the Champions League qualifier. Rangers are 2-2. They could well go through. They may not. They'll not be the favourites to go through the distractions here. Can they turn it into an advantage, Stephen? So, I mean, Giovanni van Bronckhorst, quiet assassin almost, you know, from yeah. what, you, you know, that that steely determin he, the determination he's got and the way that he puts on. Remember, he took Morellas off last season he and he put on... Aberdeen. Yeah, yep. on Kamar Roof. Roof. And he was, you know, they weren't happy. And then what happened? Roof scores. What a winner. So, how do they turn this round for a positive well, for tomorrow? I think what will help them, they're out of the country. Mm -hmm. I think that helps you know they won't see papers of course some of them will probably stay off social media they won't hear it on the radio stations the phones, they, won't, yeah. they won't be everybody they meet yeah. won't be asking them about it so I think they can almost go away in a bit of quietness and, and, and prepare for the game coming up but um, listen I don't think you need a lot of motivation when, you, when you're going into a second leg of a Champions League qualifier yeah. when you know what's at stake the players know what's at stake the players have been there and I think the, the experience of last season's European games will help 
However, their away record weren't. I won't. I had a look. I think they've only won one of the last twelve away games in Europe Rangers, which was Borussia Dortmund, probably the hardest yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what it shows is they well, have. He was that. brilliant. Yeah, well, it was. It was. <laughs> but, but, it was. It's ironic. But they all were. But that's that's one of those performances that has been isolated. So how do they find that? And they're probably not as good. I think they're slightly under, you know, with Morelos not yeah. there, with Bassi away, with Aribo away. I think the three players will, you know, Absolutely. who've replaced them aren't yeah. as good. So there's a, an almighty challenge for them tomorrow night. 0808 17 17 700 Rangers fans this afternoon hearing the news. I mean, Graham Sooner said yesterday, um, your time's up really. You should go because the club can't trust you. And if the trust's gone in the player, Peter, then what chance have you got? Well, to be fair, Gio's done similar. I know Graham would have done the exact same. But also Graham had a fantastic dressing room with Terry Butchers and Richard Goffs and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. They'd have looked after that. You know, Koisty was a character, Gazas and all that were characters, of course. They let them down. But the one thing, they train like beasts every day and they yeah. performed on a Saturday. He's not been performing. And in some occasions, the manager may be okay during the week, he's not done this or he's trained, but he's not been the greatest, but he's producing on a Saturday, he's at his top level, he's still been able to produce even though he's maybe misbehaving off the pitch. And sometimes you can live with that. But when it's a constant and then you're not on the pitch because of red cards out of stupidness. You know, people, as I say, make excuses for him or maybe frustration because I heard it on Saturday as well, making frustration oh, because he's frustrated because he never got on in midweek. Like, God almighty. Yeah. Everybody that's sitting on the bench wants to go on the football pitch. I told you, when it comes to squad games, as long as I'm in the living, I'm not yeah. caring. Sure. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the way it should be and you should be frustrated if you're not playing. And, I fling it round and I, I know all people say you're putting your Celtic hat on now. I see the difference when I see Celtic substitutes coming on. Jack and Marcus and Saturday. It was excellent when they come on in the game. Yeah. You know, a few chances yeah, and then a goal. Absolutely. Yep. But what I'm saying is you've got to use your frustration in the right way you know, to prove that point to the manager. And the disappointment for Rangers is or maybe it is maybe a slight release because Gio's went over there he's dealt with it now they can concentrate on the players that's going to play. So when he goes into the press, he just says, listen, I don't want to talk about somebody that's not here. Let's concentrate on the game and the players that's here. And that's the only ones that can get Rangers to the next round. Hopefully that's going to be the case. All right, for Celtic fans, we'll get the latest on Hak Sabanovic. Peter Grant is on it. He wants to say it live on air here on the Go Radio <laughs> Football Show. Stephen Craig and Motherwell fans, what a start to the season. A few weeks ago, the manager, he departed. Who would have thought you'd be in third spot now? So, Motherwell fans, 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Busy again. You can tell the schools are back, Stephen, can't you? They're uh, busy <laughs> yeah. on the roads. Peter is well on the way in. Oh, and you, we, you nearly got fined by James. Oh, I was oh. watching. I was watching very closely. There was a lot, a lot of people that was trying to flash to let me in. <laughs> but he is here. <laughs> uh, Stephen Cragen, Paul Cooney and Peter Grant. So, yeah, we'll obviously talk about Rangers, more about Morellas, but more importantly, about Rangers up against PSV tomorrow. And can they do it? We'll bring you the latest news. They are over there. They'll be training at the ground, the Phillips Stadium shortly, and we'll bring you some news from that. Over at Celtic, a win at the weekend, which, uh, well, the manager described it as, uh, here he is. Yeah, it was okay. You know, I thought it was a game where there wasn't real sort of flow or tempo or any but with any consistency, it seemed to be a bit of stop-start. And, um, you know, we contributed a little bit to that. But uh, ultimately, um, yeah, we didn't get frustrated, which is good. We kept our discipline. And, um, yeah, for the most part, we controlled the game. So Celtic top of the table, 12 points after the four games. Rangers on 10. Peter Grant, Christopher Julian, it's just about done and dusted. 
looks as though he's on his way to Montpellier, nice part of the world in France, but they reckon it's only a million pounds. What's your take on it? What's happened with Christopher Julian, who was a great favourite of the Celtic fans and uh, helped them to win trophies? Well, unfortunately, he got a bad injury and probably certain things come into that when you look at medicals and that to get done now, Paul, you know, so you go for six million and you're obviously getting older, the length of time you've not played, all that comes into consideration, what your wages are, and sometimes they're looking to just get you off the books, really, you know. And um, they brought a couple of centre halves, and obviously the Moritz coming in. And I think I still think they're maybe one short, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so maybe the, some the manager was talking the other day about still maybe having a couple of bodies to come in. Maybe one's a centre back if Julian goes. So it's a bit unfortunate for him, but I think he needs to. He's another one of these guys that's been there now for a period of time. He's not played many games. Now he needs to go and play like a few of the other boys we've spoke about prior. The manager will want to freshen that up, to freshen the team up and to freshen the training ground up as we say because I think that's very very important for him but he'll not be wanting to go too thin because he knows it's as we said many times it's a strange season this year with the World Cup coming in the middle of it We'll come back to you on that where you think he actually needs to strengthen Stephen what do you remember about Christopher Julian? Well, I think it's it's probably the best move for both parties you know he was injured whenever Ange Postacoglu first came in he missed the first six seven months of his tenure which by then Celtic were in their groove they had a settled system they had a settled team Certainly settled two central defenders, Carl, Star, uh, Carl Starfeld and, and Cameron Carter-Vickers. Uh, Stephen Welch had probably just jumped ahead of him because he was there thereabouts. So when you come back, it, it's very difficult as a senior player to try and break a partnership like that. Uh, he would have wanted to play. He clearly wasn't getting any minutes. Come the summer, then they sent another centre-half. I think that you know the writing was on the wall. Time to move on. Sometimes it happens in football, you just think it's best for both parties. Go and play somewhere. He's a senior player, earning good money. There's no point in him sitting just burning up wages. He'll be frustrated he wants to play. So it seems to be the best move. Um, naturally, you know, he'll be remembered for his goal in the League Cup final against Rangers. That's something I'm sure it'll, it'll stay with him and stay with the Celtic fans. But uh, I just think it's time's run out. So it's time to go home. Yeah, that was November, December 2019. Celtic yeah. still on the charge then towards the quadruple. Treble. Seems yeah. a long time ago, Peter, but he's this classy player, isn't he? Yeah, he did the qualities. I don't yeah. think anybody, you know, could have argued about that. He thought he was going to be, he played a lot of money for him, as you know, seven million yeah. pounds. I know that yeah. can be quoted at times, but um, that doesn't make any difference. The player's still got to go out and produce. And as I say, a very, very bad injury. So, unfortunately for him, you'd like to have seen him fully fit for so many years, you know, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. But it's right, because if he's not going to be part of it, and he's probably had that conversation with the manager you have to move them on because you don't want these guys who expect to be playing sitting around about and you'll be getting disappointed he's not even been in the squads now the last few games you know and that's the things you look at and say well the writing's on the wall I better go out here and maybe that's the message the manager sent him listen you're not going to be stripped you know Stephen Welsh and that's been prior, uh, put in, uh, prior to him Maurice Jens has been in playing sure. before him do you like Stanfield, the look of Jens? well I've known Maurice a long time I haven't I? so yeah. I've known him a long time the first time I've seen him live again was Saturday um, and I thought he'd done well to start with he still has a wee moments but it gets a bit casual uh -huh. and I've always said that to him yes. as a defender you have to be very careful on that he lost a few balls against Boyce as well in the air about his timing and I said he's a big lad and I've always said that that was probably something that he'd have to go and learn because if he's going to play in Britain where the ball gets put forward especially if you're playing with a Celtic and somebody's not going to play out they're going to hit their uh, straight balls down the middle and you've got to be able to deal with them and that was a wee sort of question marks I had on him and I still see the way traits in him but there's other parts of his game he does very well he can use both feet well you know I still like a balanced natural left foot yeah, on the left hand side yeah. but Moritz uses it well you know he uses his left foot well I think his his uh, challenges will come and it'll be the same as Celtic Peter you know the acid test I've said is the Champions League 
Absolutely. You know, that's when you're going to learn. Absolutely. You know, playing against Hearts at home when you've got 80% of the ball and you go to Ross County and you're dominating the ball, it's hard to kind of see where they need to improve or where they need to step up in the Champions League. I wouldn't say it'll be a rude awakening, but it'll be a complete jump in levels. And that's where you'll see the Celtic shape in possession, out of possession, what style they want to play, but also Moritz Jens, for example, how he's going to cope with top-class centre-forwards. Oh, 100%. And I've said that I even watching pre-season. They give up too many chances. You know, when people say 7-0 PSG or whatever, yep. and I'm thinking, well, no surprise, you're playing with Papi, whatever. Yeah, sure. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and if you give the Messi. chances up against these boys. Yep. But then I go back to Bodo Glimp. And I always go, that hurts me a little bit because they didn't seem to learn for the first one. You know, and still areas where they go down the side of the centre-backs. And especially if it's not a natural left footer out there, I think it's always difficult. And I thought Starfield done really well last year. You know, I think Moritz will do really well. But if we're one, we're saying on, if you're going into Europe, I think you have to, there's no doubt. I mean, you look at the, the four the four different draws they can have and you're thinking every team oh, you're yeah. playing against have got a quality front players and they will punish if you make errors. And to be fair, Hearts did okay in Saturday. Mm. You know, the manager was 100% right. I thought Celtic were okay. Yeah. They could have had a few chances early in the first half. The keepers had a couple of good saves. But Hearts were always in the game, you know. Which is credit to them. Absolutely. Though, they, no, they, you know they, what I mean? I thought the biggest disappointment for Hearts, and Hearts were disappointed, and they had a couple of set plays in great areas, and they didn't, they didn't yeah. use them. No shots on goal. And they didn't use them well, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. And they get themselves into right good positions. And that's what I'm saying. Celtic but, gave up a few opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I think against the better teams, that's what we've got to be careful of. Glasgow's on. Go radio here with Macklin Motors. Racing Santander are in the hunt for Albion Ayeti, and that would be great news for him and for the club to get him off the wage bill, wouldn't it? After two years here, came from West Ham, as you know, your old club, but it's time to go, isn't it? Absolutely. 100%, because he's not been any part of the games. He's yeah. few and far between since the manager came in. So the writing's on the wall there for him. But also prior to that, he never had a lot of game time either. So you're, you're talking about seeing four years of his con uh, career. You don't want to lose it. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter how much money you're getting. If you're not playing games of football, surely it must be hurting you. You want to go and play games somewhere. And it'd be fantastic for him as well. Hak Sabanovic. Stephen will come to you first of all yeah. on that. He's been in town. He's had the medical. Uh, he's seen the training ground. I take it he's been to Celtic Park and we're just waiting for the puff of smoke that he is a Celtic player. Well, it, it's... And it's an area of the pitch that we've spoken about many times that you think Celtic are overloaded anyway when you have Maida and Jota and Abada and Forrest. And Haksabanovic, I watched some stuff this afternoon, just some footage of him, and he seems very similar to Jota in a way that he wants to he wants to play off the left, he wants to come in on his right foot, he loves a little chop, he loves taking defenders on. And I just wonder, is he looking at, is Ange Postacoglu looking at uh, some away games, for example, yeah. in the Scottish Premiership where the pitches are smaller, teams are sitting deep, there's limited space. Maida doesn't have the the area to run into. He's not really a dribbler. So you might need two out and out dribblers in the wide areas just to try and open up defences and unlock defences and make things a little bit easier. But, you know, he's only 23 years of age. There's still lots of improvement in him. Uh, Ange can mould him into the type of player he wants within his system. But he's a creator. He's an entertainer. He's got lots of flair. Uh, and he's certainly got plenty of tricks and flicks, so he'll uh, he'll certainly let up Celtic Park if he gets the chance. You wouldn't fancy coming up against him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fancy coming up against many wingers, Paul. Oh, put it no. that way. <laughs> Peter, no. Listen, I think yeah. you can never have enough quality up the top end of the pitch, especially if you want to open doors when people are making five defenders at the back with four midfielders. You've got to create space. Then it comes down to the one v ones. Yeah. 
that's when you need that wee bit of creative spark. It's okay passing and moving all the time, but you need that individual bit at times to take people on. And they're the moments that can happen. As we said last week, people are talking about me in a centre forward. We're saying, well, you're a front player nowadays. That's what you would say there more nowadays than anything else. We're not allowed to call him a winger anymore. No, Peter said it last week. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's very much so because yeah. they're not, sure. because they've got to play everywhere now, you know, right across that front line. And I think that's the beauty of them if you're interchanging, especially with Celtic, the way they bring the fullbacks inside the pitch, you know. So, they, there are a lot of tight spaces in there and you've got to play in tight spaces and then, but then you need that still that moment of magic in that final third where you have that wee creative spot that somebody can do that wee bit of magic and that's to why I on. like watching Jota because he still likes to go outside defenders and even James yeah. Forrest when he comes on he, he wants to go outside too often now wingers wide players whatever they're called want to come and play inverted and all they're doing is condensing their own space because that's where everybody's looking for that space inside the pitch and pockets and all this stuff they talk about Nothing better than a wide player getting the ball, knocking it past his opponent and putting the cross well, out. Well, I think that's what the manager's trying to do this year a few times with Jota. We're playing him on the right because yeah. it's the only reason I can see it and, and at times because if he goes on the outside, he's delivering with his right foot and he thinks maybe there's too many bodies centrally. So maybe going on the outside with his right foot and delivering from the right-hand side and Maeda can play on the left. But it was interesting he started the opposite way on Saturday yeah. and he played Jota back on the left-hand side and Maeda on the right. More news coming in for Rangers fans. The press conference is underway at the moment with GVB. I can tell you that Kemar Roof, John Suter and Ben Davies didn't travel due to injury. Glenn Kamara has travelled with the squad. There's been speculation that Besiktas would like him. Nice, was that the other one? Yeah, Nice will be mentioned as well. That's right. Yeah, of course. And they've spent big as well. Well, they've got Schmeichel, you know, big wages, I would imagine. And Aaron Ramsey. And and Ramsey, Ramsey yeah, indeed. So that's the news. We'll bring you more from the media conference that's going on just now ahead of the game tomorrow. Can you imagine the this time tomorrow night getting ready for the Champions League qualifier, the 40 million. You know, Rangers did so much in Europe in recent years to get us up the coefficient. Celtic came in last year and won the league. And Rangers, though, could still get there. They're not the favourites. Obviously, PSV, the Dutch, are. But can they turn it round? So, Roof, Suter and Davies didn't travel due to injury. And, um, yep, Haksabanovic deal. Just watching to see if that's coming in. Um, there's so much on the go. Here's something about Alfredo Morelis. I'm just looking at our socials. Colin's been on. Colin McNeil saying, Hi, guys. I think it's good that Morelis has been dropped. It's one step too far. It reminds me of Lee Griffiths at Celtic. You know, he had so much talent as well. He also says, Colin says, I'd let Halander and Roof go. Too injury prone. Um, we need these players. We need to be able to depend on them. Now, players can get injury, but would you buy that? Do you agree that Morelos, well, there's there's affirmation of Rangers fans saying, look, yep, yeah, at least we know now. Just drop them. What would you do with Halander and Roof? Well, that's a disappointment. I've no doubt Holander and Roof are trying to get fit mm-hmm. and trying to yep. get to the levels and working their socks off and being professional. But when you've got someone who's so close to it and he's getting an opportunity to be on the bench and make himself available and he's letting his teammates down, that's the difference. And that's why I'm very much against it. I'll get rid of them because they're injury prone because my son, for instance, had three horrendous injuries, yep. two cruciates and an Achilles. You know, so I know how difficult it is to see them fighting and fighting. And he fighting. came back. Yeah, but it's difficult to see them fighting that constantly. You're talking about a year each time, you know, one of the injuries. And it's very, very difficult to see the pain they're going through, but they're working on their own, trying to get that fitness levels back. And it's unbelievable credit to them. But then you see someone who's got the opportunity and he's letting his teammates down. I'd be more interested in getting rid of him and trying to say yeah. to the boys, right, we know they're into, into injury pro, uh, prone but let's try and get them fit. And if they're available, I'm more disappointed in the fact that Suter and Davis are not fit because yeah. I think that's a massive blow, you know, especially 
with the young. I say people say his age and he, but his height last week I felt caused him yeah. problems, you know. And I think it's a that's a massive blow because I thought maybe they'd change it to a three if one of the two would have been available. Mm-hmm. Well, I think with Holander and Kamar Roof, you know, whether the manager wants to get rid of him or not, they're both injured at this yeah. moment in time. So, you know, you'd imagine this window will come too quick for them to try and move them on. They're so going nowhere, in, aren't they? They're not going anywhere. And it, it is, you know, there's nothing worse as a player when you're desperate to play and whether you've had a little bit of bad luck, whether you've got a weakness within some part of your body that keeps recurring and keeps putting you out. So, um, you know, it looks like they will be there until at least the January window. The challenge is, can they get them fit sometime in that period? Because if Alfredo Morelos, you know, does eventually fall out with Rangers and, you know, they're not going to play him and he doesn't move on, he doesn't want to play. Uh, well, they have fallen out, yeah, haven't they? Well, they have, but I mean, even if there's no, if they're at the point of no return, yeah. then, you know, Antonio Cholak isn't going to be able to lead the line himself in every yeah. single game. So Kimar Roof is going to be vital then. Can he get him back? He might not play every week, but he has to be available at some stage. Can you imagine being Douglas Park, the chair, or um, Stuart Robertson, the MD, trying to work out what's going to happen in the next, well, nine days, the English transfer. If Rangers go through tomorrow, then there's 40 million coming in. You've now got Morellas. He's out of it now. Well, let's see what happens. He's not going to be there tomorrow. Probably his time's up. We don't know yet. It probably should be. What did they do with the balance sheet? Because they've still got to try and sell him. I, we asked in the programme last night before we knew what had happened, is he an asset or a liability? And looking at the balance sheet, Stephen, you know that. They've got to, they've got to try and make him an asset and get shot of him for as much as they can. Mm. Or well, is it- he would have been the one that would have been planned 18 months ago, two years ago. When they give him his new contract, maybe it was two and a half years ago, the, 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 the plan would have been to sell him on and make some money. Whether it's 10 million, yeah, 12, sure. it doesn't matter what yeah. it would have been. But now then, when his contract's running down, if they don't move him in this window and he doesn't improve between this window and the next window, he's eventually going to leave probably for nothing or for minimal fee, which will be a huge blow for Rangers. The only bit that's probably helped them and softened the blow a little bit, they sold Calvin Bassey and Joe Rebo in the summer sure. for £30 million. They sold Nathan Patterson for £12 million, but overall deal. Yeah. So that would soften the blow more else because he was going to be the cash. He was the one they thought they could get the big money from and it looks as if it's now it's just going to dwindle away. I think the problem that Rangers have, because you're dependent on tomorrow night, because if not, you could say, right, we're not caring what we lose with him, he's finished, and we can go and get someone anyway because we've got that extra money. You know, that that's the problem you have. It's the problem Gio will have. But the dressing room will still be better with him not being involved. You know, that that is fact. If he's lack of professionalism, they've made their, they've drawn the line in the sand now. This is what he's got to do or he's not going to be a part of it. And everybody knows, the supporters know now, so they can't be shouting for the manager, why is he not playing or why is he not involved? Everybody knows the reason why he's not involved now. So it's unfortunate timing. And that's what I'm saying. When I talk about letting Rangers down, they're done it Sunday, or Saturday, Saturday, sorry. And then you're talking about then, he's obviously not behaved himself since then, the way he's maybe around about the training ground. Mm -hmm. For the manager to take this step, you know, and you think to yourself, well, he's let them down again. So how many times is he going to get away with it? We've talked about it for a few years yeah. now, how many times he's done it. So that's not going to change, you know. For whatever reason, that's not going to change. But the biggest problem they've got is, that's why Kemar Roof becomes massive, because when he's fit, Kemar Roof, and that is the big question, he's a big player. You know, you could go along with that maybe at the next window, you know, and try and keep him fit. But the biggest problem is trying to keep him on the pitch, unfortunately, you'd maybe get away with it. But if Kemar Roof's not mm-hmm. fit, you know, who else is going to Sakala? I'm not sure as a centre forward. He's a wide player who likes to run into spaces. Dead if he's back to the game. Stephen Wright, or Scott Wright, Scott Wright. You know, 
not the same. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's more of a wide player than a centre forward, so they've not really got anybody else, and that would be a big, big problem for Rangers. Rangers fans, what do you reckon? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show, Peter Grant, Paul Cooney, and Stephen Cragen. Uh, on the day when Alfredo Morales, he's been told, you're not on the plane. A Rangers questioning his attitude and his fitness. And he's not there for the Champions League qualifier, the playoff, the judgment day for Rangers, who went in with such hopes. And they're still in it, Stephen. Yeah. At 2 2. We know it's going to be tough mm. and the height of the Dutch. Have they been working, do you think, on the training field about the set plays where they well, were poor last week? You can work all you want, Paul, but mm. when the moment arrives, it's who wants to head the ball most. It becomes a duel against your opponent. If you're aggressive enough and you want to be physical enough, you'll win the header. That was the one thing I noticed about PSV. As much as they're good with the ball, they're a physically strong, powerful side. You know, and Rangers haven't, probably in the past, you know, we all talked about the run last year in Europe, they didn't come up against a strong, physical, powerful side like uh, a PSV. I know come up against nice little tricky players who they could probably, not bully, but they could get on top of, but... You know, the players really come back for more. You know, it's it, it's going to be a tough night. There's no doubt about it. They'll spend spells without the ball. They'll have to defend in numbers. They'll have to defend deep. And they'll rely probably on the likes of Ryan Kent to get them up the pitch. Uh, Tom Lawrence to drive them up the pitch with his pace. Scott Wright possibly might play on the right-hand side. It may help Rangers slightly because, ever you know, they're always the side that are having to force the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes it suits them to play in the counter-attack. And, you know, even remember a few years ago and against Porto, it suited them away from home to play in the counter-attack. Mm-hmm. Um, Feyenoord away from home playing the counter-attack at times in Europe so it'll be interesting to see however they are at this moment I think the second favourites PSV Eindhoven have been delighted to get a 2-2 draw and go back to the Phillips Stadion knowing that it's in their hands but they had six corners or something and four of them were hopeless you know PSV I'm it's talking PSV. about yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first man every time so what's your point caller? <laughs> <laughs> no that's what I'm saying yeah. you know so we talk yeah. about begging whatever but the, the delivery was really poor you know, and Rangers just never dealt with it. You know, Tillman got caught under the ball, the ball, Tillman, whatever, how you say his name, mm-hmm. he got caught under the ball, uh, Golson's, uh, uh, Stephen will tell you better as a central defender, you've got to always expect the unexpected, the ball's dropped and he doesn't mm-hmm. know and he hits it to him and the boy scores from it. So you've, I think as a defender you've got to be aware, you know, all these things. But as I say, the delivery was so poor. They're a big side, but they've got quality players, you know, there is no doubt of that. And I said to you, I'd like the Rangers to go as a three because of the midfield runners, especially if the Young's playing because he, he wins all his headers, predominantly won every header, and the two wide players kept running inside, and the two midfielders play, uh, kept joining, and I think that's important. But I think Rangers maybe go slightly different because of obviously they, have, they maybe still have quite, but I think they maybe fill the midfield a little bit more with more midfield players and maybe try and break from there, maybe have an Arfield or with, with, uh, playing a sort of role that Aribo played that say you can go and support the front but maybe make it five midfield players in there and maybe play Lundstrom at the back they may end mm. up having to do that you think if you were doing that though you think Ryan Kent would probably be the second striker I mean, that's what I'm saying, or, fourth, fourth, or fourth centre midfield player I know the way you can play two tens they call it now yeah. so you could have him and Tom Lawrence in there Lawrence yeah. is good at receiving the ball and Kent's got that speed to go and take yeah. people on and because then that would give you an overload against their midfield players, but it'd also give you an overload against their two centre-backs, who sometimes they leave them isolated yeah. to be pushing their yeah. full-backs on. And they'll be expected to do that almost a typical Dutch anyway. The yeah. wingers come in and the full-backs go. So then that's the time you're talking about Kent's pace 
in the areas of the pitch. You're talking about Lawrence receiving the ball in the, 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 the gaps mm. to uh, turn, and then you've got Kent's pace to go and run them. Yeah. You know, and there may be the wee things because you have to be those because you think of Cholak. You know, he's not going to run down your absolutely. Absolutely. half. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. He, uh, I wouldn't mean he's static, but he would play between them as opposed to. Yes, absolutely. Him. Absolutely. And it leaves you that 3v2. Stephen, what's your team for tomorrow night? You don't have to give no, me a right away. We can knock it about live. Yeah. So, uh, the, the keeper, the, we did talk about it last night, and the guys were saying, you know, that they think that he might change it. He probably won't. He's not going to change, is he? I'd be very surprised yep. if he did. Okay. I think it's too big a game. Not to bring Alan McGregor in, the fact that he's not played a minute of competitive football, yeah. to suddenly bring him in and, and stick him in goals, I think would be more of a risk than stem with John McLaughlin. What are they going to do at the back then? What do you think? If you were the well, manager, what would you do? The good thing is Peter's talking about with John Lundstrom, because yep. of his mm-hmm. flexibility, yep. you know, uh, you can start with a four and change to a three very, very quickly. You know, I think that's what helps in games. So it means the rest of his team would have to be selected knowing they can change to a three and change to okay. a four. Do you know what I mean? There's no yeah. point in starting with a three-five-two, for sure. example, and saying, yep. you, you know, how do I get a four-three-three out of this? Yes. So, so, so you get Tavernier and Barisic, and then you've got Goldson definitely. Goldson and Sands. Goldson yeah. and Sands. And uh, Lundstrom will either play as a third centre half or as a holder midfield player. I'd imagine they'll be more solid away from home Ryan Jack possibly will play beside Lundstrom. And then I think it'll be Lawrence Cholak uh, and Ryan Kent. We're probably one short somewhere, are we? Is that a bit no, 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 I think that's Tavernier is on the right hand side. Yeah, Tavernier. Who was it? Oh, it was Grado last week. He came in. Grado came in from the breakfast show and he gave Peter stick yeah. for saying. Sai used to say that. I'm bilingual, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> they spent so much time down south. Uh, I was at the, the south coast. I couldn't even speak English. Yeah. 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 Imagine so, that would be the. That would be your team. Well, the kind of makeup. I would imagine that would be the 11 players and how they fit in. Knowing Tom Lawrence can play in the right of a three. Or he can play as an extra midfield player and allow Ryan Kent to play. Lawrence, uh, of course, player. scored at the weekend. He has started yeah. well. You impressed? Well, he's got good attributes. He yeah. has. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a dribbler. He's not going to dribble yeah. past three or four players, but he gets himself into the box. He's quite prepared to run beyond the centre forward. And when you've got a centre forward like Cholak, who isn't the most mobile or not the quickest, you need legs and energy close to him and going beyond him. So it'll be interesting to see tomorrow night if he's the one that gets it works really hard, but It works really hard. But do you think, maybe I'm trying to be double clever here, that Gio can maybe say, well, OK, we'll not play him. We'll play that false mm. number nine, which you've done a couple of times last year, and allow the pace then, he can, yeah. and that to play for deeper so they could run, so they could still fill the middle of the pitch. That would be brave. That'd be brave, mm-hmm. but you've got to stay in the game because they've got 90 minutes. You know, it's not as if the that's way the goes key, count. That's, that's it. the key. And Stay that's why game. people were arguing about last week about what Morello's not going for. The manager was 100% right, as I said at the time. Because you've got this leg to play, which is so important. You know, this is the game you have to win. And listen, it could go all the way to penalties, you know, yeah. and you can win in penalty kicks. It doesn't matter sure. as long as you win the game. So you have to make sure you don't concede. So you do that, but you've still got to be a threat on the counter. Mark Weedy last night thought it would go to penalties and he thinks Rangers would do it. And Craig Moore, who's on the plane tomorrow morning with Rangers, he thinks that they will, but it'd be high scoring. Mm. And that wouldn't surprise you, would it, Stephen? Well, 3 2. It's funny, I'd, I'd made a note earlier saying yeah. that I think penalties is Rangers' best chance. And I don't okay. mean to go out and play for penalties, but I just think PSV look a step above where Rangers want to be. Mm-hmm. I just think Rangers can eventually get, but at this moment, they're still bedding in. They haven't reached the heights of what probably the manager thought they would or the, what they hoped. Mm-hmm. If they were to win tomorrow night in Eindhoven in normal play or winning over 120 minutes, leaving penalties alone, they will have to produce a performance that's been out of context of what they've produced so far. It would have to eclipse anything they've delivered so far this season. Have the ability to do it? Yeah, they do. But it would all have to come together tomorrow night 
Um, oh. But, I mean, penalty kicks and going through it, absolutely they would take it. Okay, I, think we'll it I think it'd be as big a result as any of the results last year. It would. We'll come back to it in a wee while, Peter, uh, because let's go back to Celtic just now and Hearts at the weekend. Overall, the season starts for the manager, four goals, four games uh, and maximum points. Uh, a great start. Challenge is the same. You just, you know, you just got to focus on on every game and and, and treat each one equally. Um, you know, we've had a sort of unusual start in that we've had one game a week, but we know that's going to change pretty quickly, and we're going to have to sort of make sure that we're ready for that. And that's why we've been working hard at training the last sort of you know three four weeks, almost like an extended preseason. So that in a week or so time, when uh, the games are coming thick and fast, we've got a squad that's robust enough and capable to, to maintain our performance. So not the best performance of the season, but 24 hours after Rangers dropping points the Celtic fans probably went home fairly happy um, Robbie Nielsen wasn't too happy um, about the referee's decision two yellow cards Cochrane and Civic. here's what he had to say afterwards he was speaking uh, to Sky Sports probably at least said the better about that stuff you may end up getting in trouble I think the first one you know doesn't need to be a second yellow card but sometimes that happens with the intensity that gets put on the referee and the noise and the pressure but you know Kevin's a very good referee and you probably look back at that one and say it's maybe one he could have avoided. Peter, what's your take on those? Uh... They were yellow cards. Yeah. Um, but I understand what Robbie's saying in one respect because at the timing of them, um, as, it as late in the game as they were, you Is know, that... you think, oh, listen, ref, just keep it away. But they were bookings. They were bookings. They're pulls. They're, you know, that's, that's that's a yellow card. So you're giving the, the players' point of view, saying, come on, ref. Yeah, but like last, kick, probably, last, last kick of the game or whatever, you know. But, a supervisor watching him. Yeah, and yeah. to be one out in the touchline, I mean, Robbie's brilliant at it, you know, he making sure that if they <laughs> lose a game, you know, I thought his team done very well, especially second half, and he had a fantastic chance in the first half to score. Uh, Gianelli, I don't know if that's how you say his name. Uh, Gianelli. <laughs> Josh Gianelli. Uh, yeah. You know, he so had, he had a fantastic chance. chance. Yeah. Uh, Joe's come out too quick, I thought, you know, at the yeah. time he left a lot of space for him. So he had a great chance, but the, 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 the letter of the law is there are two bookings, absolutely, without no even a questioning argument. Robbie will look back and say, yeah, they're definite bookings. The only thing I can say is maybe trying to say, as I say, because of the timing off and the game was finished, Thanks very much. Don't just let my way about referee. You were at the match, weren't you? Yeah. I heard you on the radio. I was up at the Dundee Kilt Walk and I thought, I know that voice. <laughs> no, but, but as I said, Celtic yeah. didn't play particularly well. No. Yeah, again, the substitutes come on and had a big effect. Jack Amakis, I really like. And I thought yeah. you'd done really well when you come on. Mm. Stephen, I, there's news coming in. Uh, Baldwin and Callaghan face SFA disciplinary action. As you know, you pointed out to me. Uh, what's your take on it? So Ross Callaghan and uh, Baldwin as well. Jack Baldwin, Baldwin. Jack yeah. Baldwin. I yeah. mean, it's funny because you look at the the tackles in the Hibs game uh, Jake Doyle Hayes and John Lindstrom one, one a yellow one a red and and Ross Callaghan's tackle uh, up in Ross County was a shocker he should have gone know? off shouldn't he well that yeah. should have been a straight red card you know so it, it just so shows what's he you been the inconsistency I think he's been offered I think it's law 200 something about law 200 endangering an opponent you know, clearly that lunge endangered the opponent. Yes, the referee gave me yellow mm -hmm. for it, but there must be the, the capabilities to go back and have a retrospective, uh, retrospective ban. So I think he's been offered a two-game ban for that tackle. Jack Baldwin, I think, had a tackle in the halfway line. I can't yep. think it was Rory McKenzie, possibly it was on. And he's, uh, But he's been offered... a. He got booked for that as well, but he's been offered a two-game ban as well. That's right. A retrospective a red retrospective, card. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, there's going to be a hearing on Thursday of this week. More and more things are changing, aren't they? Yeah. Well, it, it just backs up... Our, our motion of we can't wait to get VAR in yeah. where these decisions can be made on the pitch and referees can be allowed to have another look at them as opposed to having to always wait for a retrospective ban mm -hmm. then have a meeting let's get a get together yeah. and sort it can be sorted on the day 
you know, with all the sure. cameras they'll have and the, and the coverage they'll have, as opposed to this old-fashioned way of, you know, we'll give someone a retrospective man, have a meeting in three days' time. Who's in charge of the games? Is it still the ref or under five? What's it going to be? So on that one, it's a retrospective too much each band. they've been offered each they've been offered if they don't can accept, accept it, it exactly or challenge it but you think not coming up next then we'll hear from uh, Giovanni van Bronckhurst who is speaking to the media at the moment uh, at the Phillips Stadium and a bit more from Ange Postacoglu and a bit on Motherwell and all your teams coming next service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. Stephen Cragen with Peter Grant and Paul Cooney as Giovanni van Bronckhurst has been speaking in the last few minutes about what he described as the easy Alfredo Morelos decision today. The decision to leave him behind in Glasgow there in Eindhoven for the £40 million game tomorrow night against PSV. Rangers left him behind and Alfredo Morelos, he said, personally, it was difficult. But professionally, it was an easy decision to make. He's not ready to play. Earlier, we'd heard the club had questioned his fitness and his attitude. And people could see the fitness. And I think, Peter, you were saying the attitude is... The players will know as well. And he had consulted with senior players. And Alfredo Morelos um, is here in Glasgow. For Celtic fans, then Sabanovic, the deal's done. We're just waiting to find out officially and he will be paraded probably any moment now I would think Peter can you check your <laughs> you <get> the... <laughs> I'm not saying I don't know insiders yet oh. at this moment in time so I can't give you an update Paul so unfortunately okay. <laughs> and um, yeah down south yesterday who saw that Man United 2-1 against Liverpool so Alex Ferguson at last Stephen will be something to smile about because it's been a horror yeah. start to the season it has been listen Clearly, bringing a new manager in wasn't going to solve all Manchester United's problems. A lot of the players he was dealing with or working with, you know, underperformed last season. So suddenly, bringing a new manager in doesn't bring them all back to life and improve their quality. It will be a slow-burning job, no doubt about it. But I have to say, there was a bit of passion and a bit of pride back in their performance. Mm. Exactly what the Manchester United fans wanted. Any chance of Gakpo going there tonight? No, I don't suppose there is. A decent, more than decent player at PSV. Absolutely. You'll have to. It'll change now, Peter. Won't it? People will want to go to Man United, or am, am I being silly? Is it just the passion of one of the big derbies in England? You know that. No, listen, Manchester United probably one of, if not the biggest club in the world. You know, support and round the world support they have. As I say, last night I was interested after the game when you're watching, I like to listen to the managers and the coaches and that, speaking or whatever, but then you see the stats, which I say you never get buried with stats because it said 70-30 Liverpool. Mm. That definitely didn't look like that in the game, watching the game. You know, I thought Manchester United played it very well, they were very competitive, things that people threw back at them. But then I'll go back to Brentford. Manchester United had 70 or 80% mm. in possession, but they lost 4 0. You know what I mean? So you have to be very, very careful at that. And as I say, good players, you have to, listen, you've always got to play with a passion, a hunger, a desire. It doesn't matter who you're playing. But it's interesting how bad Manchester United have started the season, but now they find themselves above Liverpool. 
That's quite incredible. Incredible, yeah. isn't it? Um, Virgil van Dijk can a poor game by his high standards, didn't he, Peter? Or would you agree? I thought defending for the goal. Listen, I thought James Milner was excellent. He didn't throw his hands up in the air, but he's up to Virgil and saying to him, "Listen, you've got to come out and block. You've got to take one for the team." There, is that you, what he said? <laughs> but, he's, but to be fair to him, he's pointing at him and yeah. he's saying to him, "Look me in the eye when I'm talking to you," because he should have come. He's a centre back and he's standing on the six yard box with his hands behind his back. He's got to go out and block. James Milner's done a slidey right across the pitch twice trying to block the ball and Virgil stood in the six yard box he's got to come out and get hit with that ball take everything you know to stop the ball going in the back of it and probably that's things that people have always questioned him on is the fact that is he, is he, he's got every tool in the box you would think but at moments like that because you go back to the European final but you remember that wee sloppy back leg you know you wouldn't have seen a Maldini and all that doing that the Berezis and all that and that's why people always question but I think he's a top top quality player you know, there is no doubt about his talent. But that moment last night, I definitely think of 100% he should have been right out there. And whether yeah, he'd have blocked it. But he also got a tough, he had a tough game against Mitrovic. He did. First yeah, game of the season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, there comes a stage in your in your career when you start edging on it. I don't think he's at that stage yet, but whether he's just becoming a little bit relaxed or it's becoming, he feels like it's too easy for him. Mm -hmm. You get little reminders in football every now and again, Peter, of things you have to do. Absolutely. Stephen, here in Glasgow's own, in Scotland's own Go Radio, um, what about Scott McTominay? It's good news for us for Scotland and yeah. that last night he was there, featured. What do you feel? Well, it's, it's, it seemed to be inevitable that because Casemiro's come in that Scott McTominay would be the Time. one to have to move on. Everyone yeah. thought Fred would play last night. So I think it will do him the world of good, yeah. getting the chance to play. Uh, last night and having a quite a solid game. Listen, Scott McTominay needs, you know, I've been this way, he needs good players around about him. You know, he's not going to go and win a game on his own, but he'll do the stuff that other people don't want to do. He'll break play up. You've got to keep the game simple. Pass it on to Alexa Christian Eriksen beside him. Go and do your stuff. Give it to Rashford. Go and do your stuff. So great for Scotland because, you know, with, with uh, big games coming up, they need their top players and he's one of Scotland's top players. They need them playing. They can't afford to be arriving in international duty and trying to get match fit in international duty. You need to arrive there. Man United have the, what are they, Europa League this year coming up. Yep. So they'll, they'll have Europa League games before the next national team. So you'd imagine they'll get plenty of football. See, Casemiro said, I'm not here for the money. It's I, I want to help this club. He's on £350,000 a week. And good luck to him. Listen, he's a fantastic player. Yeah. And people say, no, Modric and Tony Cruz have carried him. 100% Casemiro has been a massive part of that Trinity in there. You know, there is absolutely no doubt of that. He's a wonderful, wonderful player. He's not a door opener, but what he does, I talk him against the best players in the world, the Champions League's five he's got, and he's been a mainstay in there. He's been magnificent. And I look about him, I know his strengths, I know, I've listened, listened to Graham talking, I've got a fantastic respect for Graham, and a wonderful midfield player, Graham Souness, and he's talking about he's not one of these door openers, but he never has been. But he offers something to the team, which is massive, and I'm sure he'll do the same for Manchester United. He brings him that bit of experience and allows you maybe to play with a little bit more attackers and that's probably what happens at Manchester United because you have to play with that flair, you have to play with that pace. But when the ball's changed over, there's been big question marks over Manchester United and Casemiro is fantastic at that. Back here on Planet Scottish Football, top of the table, Celtic on 12 points, Rangers on 10, Motherwell Stephen, 9 points. Que pasa? Yeah. What has happened there? Well, what you have to say, you know, we have spoke all weekend, not we, but I'm sure people have spoke yeah. all weekend about refereeing decisions and mm -hmm. it's making headlines. The decision to give Motherwell a penalty at the weekend yeah. was shocking. It was absolutely dreadful. <laughs> I saw that. It hit him clearly in the stomach. I think Nick Walsh gave a corner kick and his assistant must have influenced him and he changed the penalty. It was never yeah. a penalty. However, Livingston don't carry the 
they call them inches. They don't have the big yeah. support. They're not the big club. They don't make a noise or, or the noise gets lost because of what happened at Easter Road and happened in other games around the country. And they, they're probably the most hard done by club over the weekend. Davy Martindale said they didn't play well. They weren't at their best. It wasn't a typical Livingston. However, they lost by a penalty that should never have been given. On the other hand, Motherwell are thinking, well, three wins out of four. We're sitting on nine points. It's been a perfect start for them, considering where they were after losing uh, against Sligo on both legs of the Europa League uh, Europa Conference qualifiers. So it, it, it was a big. It's been a big turnaround. They still need players in. There will still be improvements. There'll be bumps in the road to come along. But nine points out of twelve has been perfect for them. But you're saying it's, it's still a bit early to say then, because that was real luck. I saw the highlight, and you could see quite clearly yeah. that that should never. <laughs> it was never a penalty. Um, for right, then on that, Paul, yep. we get back to VAR. We've talked about yep. many times. Mm-hmm. Now, is this a decision? God forbid, Livingston go down with a point. I agree with you. Whatever. I know what you're going to say. And then you're saying that's the first 11 games we played without VAR yeah. or the first whatever. And that's the point we were making last week, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. So there's your first incident. And I was incident. you about yeah. it. So. Well, there's yeah. your first incident. That's the point I'm trying to make. Mm. So if Livingston go down with a point now, for whatever reason, you know, there's the thing you'll look at. Or if they miss out on top six. Absolutely. Which might be more likely, maybe. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So whatever way you want yeah. to look at it. And that's that was my argument with it. Why not leave it to the end of the season, well, even though we've got I asked, it? I asked some people that. I think it was referees I asked that, a referee somewhere. And he said, they want to get it, they don't want it to be sitting idle for seven months where they can actually use it. Mm-hmm. If they're paying for it and it's sitting there, why not use it? Because my point was, surely you leave it at the end of the season. You can't referee a season or half, you can't referee it differently. Absolutely. Which is going to happen because you know, only in Scottish football, you open yourself up Well, what does it cost Livingston? Well, yeah, exactly. Good that's a good point. Yeah, you know, and that's the, that's the argument playing as a nose in your face that's the argument that's been since it was announced it was coming part of the season through Motherwell this weekend will be at Kilmarnock now Peter that's going to be a tough one for Kilmarnock early days I know and you know they've had a tough start to the season but just one point after the four games are you beginning to worry for no, the club? because I, th- I think because of the manager they have mm-hmm. I think Derek's done a wonderful job at yep. Aberdeen and probably done too well you know what I mean in the respect of that but the, the problem you have is there's not much between Everybody else out sure. with Celtic Rangers. Everybody, I think, genuinely can beat each other. I don't think there's a gap between any of them. Some people have spent more, you know, but it doesn't mean they're better. And I told you there's only a certain party that the Scottish clubs can go to to try and buy the quality. They, they, the managers know they need to make them better, but it's impossible because financially it's impossible for them. So I think there's a definite fight on again. And if it's half as exciting as it was last year, you know, people trying into the top six and stalking into the bottom two. Sure. We could bin for that again. I think the bigger concern for Derek McInnes one goal in four games. Yeah. Albeit mm. they've played Rangers and Celtic, they've played at home at Dundee United, they've played away to Ross County. They would have expected a little bit more of a cutting edge. And once they get the cutting edge, results will pick up, but they have to find it. And Kyle Lafferty, of course, your fellow yeah. countryman. He hasn't Palmer, scored in the top five years. Yep. No, he's not scored back again. So that'll be a frustration for Derek mm. because he was the signing that. You remember, Kyle's almost 35 now. You know, he's not a spring yep. chicken anymore. So, But oh. Kyle's one of those players that once he gets off the mark, there's a chance he can continue. Although he is fit, isn't he? Yeah, you know, he's, he's a fit, fit he's player. Fit and yeah. these days, you know, you talked about Modric. I know it's a different position. Ronaldo, you know, came off the bench well, last Teddy night. Teddy Sheringham in the Premier League at 41. Yeah. Uh-huh. Teddy played well at West Ham yep. at 41. He was at the time, he was the latest, mm-hmm. he was oldest goal scorer when we were at West yep. Ham at that particular time. So, and he looked after himself fantastically well. And listen, when Lafferty's playing, you're always concerned because you know he's got a goal on him. And the other one is, of course, Stephen Davis. Uh, for Rangers, the ones who didn't travel, obviously Alfredo Morelos. Uh, who else? Ben Davis hasn't travelled. Kemar yeah. Roof, 
and John Souter. Here is the manager. He is at the stadium just now. Have you played in that stadium, Peter? No, I don't think I've played there. I think I've been there, but I don't think I've played there, Paul. But it's a, a, listen, it's a noisy place. I know that for a fact. You know, it's a noisy place. I've watched a lot of their games. And um, it's a, a game that they'll be really up because it's a, we talk about Rangers how much it's worth. It's, it's the exact same for PSV and they expect to be in these sort of areas. Do you know who's been speaking about Alfredo Morelos? It's none other than uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy. Here is one great striker, certainly a, a world-class striker, speaking about the Rangers striker who's been left at home. We know Alfredo, what, what, what a player he can be and what he is and uh, what he's done for Rangers. Uh, he's a very good striker. So in that sense, uh, I think for us, we obviously focus on ourselves, but I rate him a lot as a player. So uh, that's obvious. Peter? That's just in. Yeah, yeah. But Rude's going to say that. You know, I mean, I don't mean that disrespectfully. He's go, he's going to say that because you're not going to be critically. And I, I don't want to be critically Morelos, but he gave me no option because I'm only telling the truth. What I see with my own eyes, I don't work with him every day. But I look at him and I see the player that's out there, and the manager gets criticism. You know, and I'm looking at him. Well, the players not helping him, and players always need their best players available, fit to play. You know, not talking about leaving Rangers Football Club, mm-hmm. go and play and score goals and. Everybody will come champ the door for you anyway. You'll not need to tell everybody you're leaving because everybody will want to buy you. And I can understand what Rude's saying and there's a chasm between the two, you know, for sure. You know, but um, he's been respectful there, I think. I think what he said was, I know what he can be. And we all know what he can be. However, what we all know he can be, he isn't being at the minute. So when he's not on his game and he's not fit and he's not sharp and he's not available... And he's useless to them. Is he's that, useless to Rangers. Is that the thing you said earlier? What I said, it's the F, Fs, yeah, buts totally. and maybes. Let's hear totally. him again. It's a short clip. I actually thought it was going to be GVB when James flagged that to me, but here is Van Nistelrooy, the PSV manager, speaking about the missing Morelos. We know Alfredo, what, what, what a player he can be and what he is and uh, what he's done for Rangers. Uh, he's a very good striker. So in that sense, uh, I think for us, we obviously focus on ourselves, but... I rate him a lot as a player, so uh, that's obvious. He is out. They can't even up and leave Gakpo out. No, it's not going to happen. Is the, it thing about that, the, the thing is about that, Paul, probably he's talking about when he played against Dortmund last year. Yeah. Because when he played against he's Dortmund at that level, he done exceptionally well. You know, as I said about Kent, it was the best I'd ever seen Kent, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, both ways, in, in and out of possession. And you need players to be playing at that level of performance consistently because the top players do. The top player, look at Ronaldo, and I know we're talking about different levels here. 37, 38 years mm. of age. You look at the shape he's in for his age. Mm. Look at the success he's had. Do you think that's down to managers telling him? Or coaches telling him? It's his desire. Messi, all these guys. They stay playing at that level. Casemiro, look how mm. good even in a suit he looked last night, <laughs> you know, at 30 years of age. Look really young. But that's what I'm saying. But how look, slim they look, they look ready to play. Yeah, I'm ready now, you know, because they know that's the level. Lewandowski's went to Barcelona at 34, 35 years of age. You know, they all look in magnificent shape. There is no shortcut, because if there was a shortcut, we would all attain it. It's impossible. You know, you have to be your best every single I think day. That's the, I think that's a bigger slight on someone's career. Absolutely. Or on their character saying that their attitude's not right, their oh. fitness is not right. Mm. You know, they're not at it. You don't want to train, they're not committed. That would hurt more than somebody saying, you're not good enough. Right. I've well, never talked to him about yeah. a footballer. I've yeah. not said anything about a footballer or anything no. like that. I'm talking about the, what he gives Rangers Football Club. Everyone seems to be off the pitch negative. 
you know, it's either his agent speaking or him talking about moving and then all of a sudden he's not fit enough to play in him. The, the, as you say, the biggest slight he could have He's not looking after himself well professionally. That is the biggest slate you can have in your Do you know game. why, Peter? I, I always say it, and I used to say it to young players, it's free. It doesn't cost you a penny. It, doesn't co it just costs your dedication and your time. I'm just talking about Alfred, uh, Alfredo Morales, all players. It's your time, it's your dedication, it's your attitude, which is free. We've all got it. We can all decide to work hard and move forward, or we can all decide to say, no, it's not for me. I had the best story ever. It was about Ronaldo coming back for a Champions League game. And they flew into Madrid. And I think he was going out with like Miss World at the time or something like that. And they flew into Madrid. All the players jumped into their car and he asked the boy to open up the stadium, the training ground, to get in and get an ice bath and do his stretching. At two o'clock in the morning, this was. And you're thinking to yourself, well, there is the difference why these guys are yeah. at the levels they're at and yeah. constantly maintain there. Easy to jump in your car. He's two o'clock in the morning thinking, well, I need to do this because I've just come off a flight. I've played a big game and he just wanted that. Whether he was just showing the players that this is what I am yeah. and this is what I do, you still need to be better than me. But that's why at Manchester United, you know, nobody can ask you about his professionalism. Oh, sure. Not turning yeah. up, I disagree with him 100% yeah. not when he didn't turn mm. up at the start of the season for whatever reason, but I don't know the background of that. But throughout his career, nobody's ever through that, his lack of professionalism, apart from probably the last couple of weeks. So here's what happened with Alfredo Morelos. We know he was sent off after, what, 13 minutes uh, on Saturday. Something obviously happened between Saturday and Monday. And then Tuesday, it's announced that his attitude is of concern. The manager in the last few minutes has said, um, we have a lot of important games at the moment. It is for me as the manager to bring the players I think are ready to play. As a person, it was a hard decision, but as a manager, an easier one. We're here to represent our club and reach the Champions League. I hope people are listening. Because Peter, they piled in against you because you're a Celtic great. The fact is, you were saying that Morellas was not respecting the Rangers' badge. He didn't give it enough. That's He's the, so talented. That's the only thing I've ever questioned. Yeah. You're representing Rangers Football Club. Their supporters are always there in the respect of that. That's what you're representing. You owe it to give them 100%. Nothing else. And I don't... Listen, I'm going to use a word. You can't cheat them. And that's exactly what he's doing. You know, he's cheating them. But he's also putting pressure on the manager. He's putting pressure on Kolak. He's putting pressure on Roof. You know, all these guys. Roof's not fit. The manager's not got a big selection of strikers. But he's been selfish. And that's what he's done. So he's cheating the football club, not the manager. And that's what I was saying right from day one. Not being disrespectful, because I'd never be disrespectful. I know how hard a life football can be. You know, and I know how great a life it is. But you have got to make sacrifices. And I don't think he's done that. Can you imagine 99 0.9% of the 2 million people who've downloaded and listened to this programme not all at the same time but most of us have never played football and we would love to play football and at a level at Rangers or Celtic it's a privilege I mean, isn't it's an it? absolute and privilege Stephen, look, look at the career you had from other women it's a privilege exactly. in Northern Ireland it doesn't matter what, what club it is getting the chance to exactly. have that as your profession we didn't get a chance getting paid to keep fit <laughs> so most people and I, I think I hope people open up and listen I listen to what you guys say here on the programme and we talk sense and I wonder if sometimes the media if we're blinkered you know we, we follow a certain narrative whatever it is at the time oh Morellas and fans favourite and all the rest I, I've said consistently he missed the Champions League qualifier with Mamo last year he'd been in the South American Cup yep he played for eight minutes why was he not back in time to play against Malmo? He's letting you down. Absolutely. This time last year. And then on Saturday, he goes yeah. on the managers trying to get minutes for such an important game this week, and he goes and lets them down again. You know, so it's a constant. And listen, I'd be saying the exact same if it was a Celtic player. You know, I'd be saying the exact same thing. So 
understand what I'm trying to say. When you're representing these great clubs, you have to appreciate it every single day because it goes so quick. It goes so quick, but you have to give everything. And I don't think he's done that for the football club for many years. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Yeah, I heard the guys at breakfast talking about Coldplay on tonight at Hamden. Peter Grant, one of your favourites? Absolutely, I think. Fantastic voice, fantastic group. And I like watching them on YouTube, would you not believe it or not, Bob? Because I like watching them all over the world. When they go to Germany and that, they've got a massive support Mm. of people, you know, but really enjoy listening to them. All the lights and all the rest of it. Stephen, one of your favourites? Coldplay? Yeah, (laughs) some songs are fine. I'm, I'm not a huge... Music buff player. Oh, yeah. no. I know you're not. You're not a Van Morrison man, of yeah, course. One of no. Northern Ireland's no, best. No interest. Oh, no, no interest. There's a few songs that Van the Man. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was always a big Kenny Rogers fan. I like Kenny Rogers. Oh yeah, the character of the Kenny. Now he like <laughs> no, no, just dresses like him. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that was my. Uh, <laughs> that's a bit cheap there from. And almost the same colour hair as him too. <laughs> almost. So have it, enjoy it tonight. And uh, Chris was just keeping us up to date there with the traffic and travel. Yeah, it's great to see the big acts coming to town Peter Grant yellow that was something you never were were you never yellow you were always in there giving everything you possibly uh, could you always had to <laughs> retaliate first Paul that, that's it that was <laughs> and for you Stephen how many caps for Ireland for Northern Ireland 54 54 I used to say 75 but 54 oh, caps amazing incredible. incredible incredible it was 3 for 1 Peter when I played doesn't matter that's a page you're playing you'll take yeah, it don't exactly. worry about that exactly. fantastic you've got a good point about um the all-time Rangers European scorer, Morelos. We'll talk about that shortly. I want to tell you about John Kennedy has been speaking to Celtic TV about, well, the draw will be on Thursday. We'll bring you it first here in uh, Go Radio. But he's been talking about what lies ahead. Because um, it is a step up in class, which is what you were saying in the first hour, Peter. Absolutely. You know, the quality, you look through all the teams there. And I was saying a couple of weeks ago, you want the, the weakest one. I find that very difficult you know you look at it you think I'm trying Frankfurt but then I've seen them playing in the cup final against Bayern and they were excellent actually yeah. <laughs> you know but Bayern you look, won though yeah, yeah Bayern won but Eintracht were very very mm-hmm. good but then I looked through all the teams and I'm thinking who would you like and you're thinking yep. every one of them's got quality players and predominantly in the forward areas mm-hmm. you know they've all got that bit of quality and class and that's what wins you the games you know you've got solid defences keepers will make big saves because they've all got a good goalkeeper but then they've got that wee bit of magic, you know, the magic dust that you always need. Yep. So John Kennedy in the last few minutes has been saying, these are the games you see and you really want to be part of and you see where you're at. Uh, sometimes we dominate domestically, he said, and sometimes there's faults here that don't quite get shown up in the Scottish game. But with these games, Champions League, that'll be the difference. You have to be on top of your game. You need to continue to do what you do and test yourself against the best. John Kennedy told them, that will show you where you're at. I've seen it many times as well, where you're actually about to go up levels because playing against better opponents brings out your game even more. That does happen, doesn't it? I think the all in life, whatever you're doing, you play at a higher level and hopefully you can increase your performance. Well, you're playing against players' household names predominantly when you get into that Champions League. So the players know them. You know, you're, mm-hmm. they've been watching the Champions League, unfortunately, for a few years. So you know all these top quality players you're playing against. But that's the point we were making earlier on about the goals you concede. You know, if you give up the chances, that's my concern about Celtic, I keep saying, because they give up a lot of chances, even at home. 
you know, they've given up a few chances through the pre-season and it's still an area for me it's a concern because of the quality you're getting in against. I hope there's not the sixes and sevens as it's been prior. I hope we've learnt from that. I hope we've learnt even for Braun, um, uh, Bodo yeah, Glimp. So they've been wasteful. Yeah, and I ha hopefully we've learnt from that, you know, defensively because I think we can't give up the chances, you know. We, we're, we're talking about Celtic's front line and whatever and because they want to attack, they're pushing six players on you so you can't breathe. But at that next level, they can pass through you. They've got fantastic touch. They'll play one touch. The players see their pictures, but they don't miss the pass. And they also, the most important thing, they don't miss the chances you give them. Well, the manager has said that we won't change. We have a philosophy. Yeah. I know how the team play. That's what we're going to do. Which is probably fine at Celtic Park because the atmosphere drives that sometimes. Yeah. But be away from home, you have to be a little bit more reserved. It, it, it doesn't mean a change of mentality, Peter. Just sometimes means managing the game, managing the situation. So it'll be interesting to see how well, Andrew Costa sets up. As I said it before, when we played in Europe, you know, it was champions versus champions if you'd won the league or whatever, you yeah. know. So it was champions versus champions. And it was Yugoslavia, yeah. Russia, all these things at the time. But we always played with two wingers. I remember playing, we played Atletico Madrid in uh, their old stadium, uh, Vincente Calderon. Oh yeah, Calderon, and yep. David Proven was wide right, Tommy Burns was wide left, wow. me and Paul in the middle of the pitch. And I can't remember who the two strikers were, but they played right up the pitch. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a fantastic performance. We most scored, actually, David Proven scored uh, put the, the cross in, most scored the header. But we played with two strikers. But I could sense then, it seemed like a 5v2 in the middle of the pitch. Because mm -hmm. we played with the wingers outside. But then you played against these teams and they were all playing inside and intricate passes. Mm -hmm. But we hardly lost the games at home. We always played really well. But away from home, you always think... You could sleep for about two days after it, three days after it, because you're that much at chasing, because yeah. that was the way you played. Now things have changed. People fill the middle of the pitch a bit more, but the quality is still there. I mean, you talk about the PSG, you just name the front three of them. That's just one team. Then you go into the Benzema's at Real Madrid and all that. Then you talk about Liverpool. Sure. You name them Manchester City. That is the different levels you're at with these players, and that's the guys you can't give the chances up to. But unfortunately, when you're playing against that level, but we've got to be realistic as well. We don't have the finance like that. You know, and that's why when the clubs like a Celtic and hopefully Rangers get through, if they get into the Champions League and lose the games quite heavily, we've got to understand that we'd love to have their players, but we can't afford them. Sure. But we're Glasgow. But, that, but you know, on the flip side, that's what it's like for Motherwell, Livingston, and Kilmarnock yeah. playing against yeah. the old firm, oh. thinking we'd love to have those finances, we'd love to have those players. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. And that's, really and that's why you've got to tactically and try that's and get why, it right. That's why you've got to do something different at yeah. times, and people say, oh, it's negative, it's boring, but. You know, what do you do? If, if teams go to Celtic Park and domestically and go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, they lose 6-7-0. And likewise, if Celtic potentially go to Paris Saint-Germain and go toe-to-toe -to -toe like Brendan's team did, there's a good chance you can sure. lose 6 yeah. or 7. So it's it's always about finding a balance and Absolutely. finding a way to keep you in the game. So you talked there about the players hopefully raising their game for the quality of opposition. And his final comment was, that's what we hope will happen. It's certainly an exciting time for everyone. And we're looking forward to these games once more. Five years since Celtic were in the Champions League. It's been too long. And for Rangers, obviously, it's uh, longer. And they've still got a chance. This time tomorrow will be just about... Well, we're bringing you the team news for the game. Stephen, you're not there tomorrow. Um, but you saw... You were there, lots of them, in BT Sport. Yeah. And I know you are yeah. with uh, BT Sport doing the games. And it was uh, with some special moments. Kemar Roof, for example. Uh, the long range effort last season as well have been and you can't write Rangers off in Europe because that of the way before. 
Was that the season before? The season yeah. before. Wow. That's usually how many European <laughs> of games we've played. Yeah. You know, uh, the amount of European game Rangers have played over the past couple of seasons has been has been phenomenal. It's almost rolling into one. I think it was 91 days from when they played in the, the Europa League final to play against PSV. 91 days. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's amazing how quick it comes around and, and, and the seasons are almost just... Well, hopefully they one. can maintain that, you know, when you get into the Champions League. It'd be fantastic. Two big nights in Glasgow in the Champions Brilliant. League nights. It'd be fantastic. We've seen what it brought last mm. year, you know, and it'd be fantastic if that could happen again. I think it's a big shot. You know, I, I really do. I think PSV will be too strong for them, unfortunately. And I just think that because of the players they have available at the back. That's what I personally think. We'll know tomorrow night. We'll bring you the first team news on the programme roundabout this time and here in the studio. We're going to have tomorrow night, I'll tell you before seven, but John Hartson is here tomorrow and Mark Guidi. Is John going to break the well. team news? Uh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> is it? Uh, we'll, uh, so we're only meeting uh, here tonight yeah, and he's going to break the team news tonight for us. <laughs> Big John. I thought he was dropping the standards, not it? <laughs> Big John will be on it tomorrow night. Big bad John Hartson. Um, and last night Craig Moore was talking about it but thinks that Rangers can do it. Um, but we're hoping that's not just his heart talking yeah. that, that they can do it tomorrow um, there's some team though well not some team PSV what do you think Peter you watch a lot of football they're not at the, the at the Champions League level at the moment we'll find out tomorrow night at quarter to ten but how would you compare PSV with I thought their performance at Ibrox was as good as I'd seen from any of the teams recently there you know yeah. and people say they were okay they were okay but I think they had a few players that were difference makers, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. I thought Tavani got a hard time. We got, is it Gakpo? Gakpo, yeah. You know, I thought he's a right quality player. And as I say, I'm, I was just disappointed at the goals they lost, as I say, because as I say, set play like you'd be thinking, well, Euro European games for Scottish or British teams used to be that, but their strength, if people were putting crosses in the box, you'd be saying, well, we'll deal with it all, all day long. It was the more intricate players you were more worried about than anything else. So they'll be disappointed at the two goals they lost. Everybody said that. I just think it's a difficult one from tomorrow night because I don't think they've got the players. I'd like Davis to be fit uh, because he's a natural left-sider, you know, and maybe against the young then, one can go up for the head, another one can cover. I don't think they've got enough. If they can't play that back three, I don't think they'll have enough bodies to cover the runs that PSV make and they're very, very good at that, whether it's from the middle of the pitch or the wide player running in. I just think because Rangers are still working progress with this group, you know, and they're losing player here and there. Davis is not available to come in. Ben Davis, or ben Davis as opposed to Steve Davis. You know, just, he hasn't picked the same team twice either, which tells me he's not too sure what his best 11 is or is he just trying to rest people and trying to keep them fresh for the bigger game so PSV look a more set in stone team whereas Rangers because they've lost a few and, and you know they've brought some in you know all their you think from the from the last day of last season their full focus has been on Champions League their recruitment over the summer has been based on Champions League and bringing in the likes of Tillman and Matondo young players not probably used to playing at the level Rangers need week in week out they will get there eventually but they're not, you know, that yeah. consistently hitting those eights and nines out of ten all the time, which Rangers need. I mean, tomorrow night they need to be on point. Everything oh. needs to be on point, like it was in Dortmund last year. You know, that is what they'll be holding on to, is that Dortmund performance. Because mm -hmm. they went to Belgrade and they lost. They lost in Leipzig, they lost in Braga, they lost in Seville in the final. Uh, they lost to Malmo yeah. last year. They, they drew an Alderskirt. So they haven't won a lot of games away from home, even though they've managed to get through last year in the Europa League because of their home form. Now the big challenge is, can you go away from home and produce again. But you know, that's always been the problem. Even if we've had very good teams 
um, Celtic or Rangers going into Europe it was always difficult going away from home it was always but now you come back here this is the one time I'd have wished it would have been swung round again that Rangers were at home this time yeah. because I think they needed that help this time you know because yep. of the players that they don't have available here's the very latest from Giovanni van Bronckhurst in the Phillips Stadion saying um, so he was asked how Morelos could ever get back into the Rangers squad here's what he said I think he has to show me he wants to play for Rangers I know he wants to play but to play for Rangers you need to have a certain level mentality and physically mentally and physically and at the moment I think he's not ready to play and reports earlier today and we mentioned them as well that uh, Van Bronckhorst had consulted senior members of the Ibrox dressing room uh, before removing Morelos from the squad the Dutchman himself said it was a conclusion he reached on his own he says no I made the decision myself of course we have a leader group and I speak to the leader group quite often to talk about many things I always keep in contact with them and that's what we said here in Go Radio after the decision he then spoke to the senior group asked whether the club could have done without the situation ahead of the biggest game in years he replied of course you have to decide who to bring you see I have many players in my squad I'm responsible for many players who want to play and who work hard and who'll do everything tomorrow on the pitch who'll do everything to be successful for this team and for the club for me that's why I took these 23 players it's a damning indictment of Morella's attitude well it's just what I've said all along Paul and, yeah, I, and, I, and I hate saying it at yep. the end of the day you've got to remember what you're representing yep. it's not Giovanni Brunkhurst mm. you're representing it's Rangers Football Club you're representing and that's their supporters and it's the exact same across the road with Celtic Football Club that's what you're representing constantly and you never forget that and that is 24-7 by the way, that's not just on a Saturday or a Tuesday. That is 24-7 you're representing them. And you've got to show them that utmost respect that you're giving everything to be that main man. I think what he's saying there is Alfredo Morales' actions and his reaction from this will determine whether he plays for Rangers or not. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's what it should always be as a player. Whether you're fill out with a manager or whether you're in the team, it should always be how you train, what the manager's eyes see, how you train, how you look how you apply yourself, your dedication, everything about the place. That's what the manager picks his team on. And reading between the lines, he's basically saying he wasn't to the level what he expected and what he hopes and what he needs and what's required to be a Rangers player. That's what the manager's just said from the quotes you've read out, Paul. You were talking earlier about the effect this could have on the manager's position, for example, with Derek, a great call last night, Rangers fan, and he was questioning um, the performance of Rangers under GVB. I mean, this is massive for him. His best striker is not available yet again. And GVB's got a huge vested interest. He's obviously, you admire the way he's doing it, Stephen, the fact that he's mm -hmm. making the decision. Yeah. Because you could say in a few months, I mean, when European football is forgotten by, um, well, all the clubs, you know, we know usually after Christmas, not many Scottish clubs are in. I know it's a bit different now with the Conference League. But if you go and score a couple of goals at Roscoe or wherever, and if Rangers challenge Celtic and if they win the league is it all forgotten is it enough just to be scoring here in Scotland what for Morelos you mean for the fans yeah for Morelos well it's not one you can answer but no it, you, listen if they won the league this year they would absolutely forget about it mm. of course they would however in the short term you can't because tomorrow night you know it's, it's the, I said it, it's probably one of the most lucrative games if not the most lucrative game Rangers have ever played because of the Champions League money that's there Paul it's a great point that's the biggest uh, bounty ever for Rangers isn't it it's the biggest purse in boxing terms tomorrow yeah. night 40 million Peter but, but it's the last thing the manager needed yeah. because obviously people will question because you, you drop two points on yeah. Saturday 
and it's, what the manager done there, he's put a substitution on to, to maintain the three points. Yeah. He gets himself sent off. You know, we can obviously lunch from one. I don't think there's an order off in the respect no. of that where the thing happened, obviously. So, but the other one you can't argue about. So you look at that, but now people are saying they're questioning Geo. How can you do that if you're so-called best striker? Not in my eyes, but your so-called best striker is not available because he's misdemeanors himself. Mm-hmm. And that puts extra pressure on the manager. And the manager, the one thing about Geo, well, and I've been there myself, is when you make a decision, and it's a hard decision, and you think it's the right decision, you can put your head in the pillow at night and say, thanks very much, don't care what happens tomorrow, because I've made the right decision. So if I've got to leave Rangers Football Club tomorrow, I made the correct decision. And if I had my time over again, I'd make the same decision again. And I think that's exactly where Gio is. Thank you to Joe McGuire keeping us up to date with what's happening there at the media conference. More coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go. Go, 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 go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Paul Cooney, Stephen Craig and Peter Grant Let's go over to Eindhoven then Tomorrow night Rangers go in 2-2 With PSV, the £40 million game But the big headlines today Alfredo Morelos has been left behind uh, here is GVB speaking about the decision. Uh, well, the process was, uh, you know, that we're uh, playing a lot of uh, important games at the moment. I think it's for me always the case as a manager to bring the players with me, which I think they are ready to play. Uh, and for me, uh, that was the moment I uh, didn't include uh, Morelos. Uh, as a person, it was a hard decision. As a manager, it was an easy one because we are here to uh, represent our club and to uh, get into the Champions League. It's, uh, in my eyes, was the best to take the squad we have. He was then asked clearly, the timing is not good. Well, of course. I mean, it's uh, you have to decide who to bring. You see, I have many players in my squad I am responsible of. You know, many players who want to play, who work hard, and who will do everything tomorrow on the pitch to uh, be successful for this team, for this club. So for me, that's why I took this 23 players. Sounds strong, Peter, doesn't he? There's a man that's played in the World Cup final. Absolutely. And how's Alfred Morelis sitting at home? If he's listening to this or he's reading social media, all these things, how must he be feeling how he's let himself down? More importantly, self first and foremost. You know, but then his club, his teammates, his supporters, his manager not being available. He'd be embarrassed. Mm. And I don't think that's the thing he's got on him. You know, because it's happened too many times and I keep saying it. And I feel for the manager that you can tell he's hurt because it's the last thing he'd want to get into this particular game. But I don't think Morelos could have made a big effect in the game, I must admit, because I don't think he's looked fit enough. But personally looking at him when I seen he come on in the game, and I, I don't think he's at the levels. And I think the manager's tried to get him that to get, and obviously he's not been putting enough in to try and get that fitness levels. So I don't think he would even had an effect on the game, the, 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 the shape he's in at this moment in time. I just think though, you know, hearing Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, he's saying personally, or as a person, it, it was a tough decision because he's a nice man. You know, he wants to probably give people the benefit of the doubt. He wants his players. He wants to, you know, feel emotional and, and close with them. However, you know, he, he said as a manager, it was an easy decision because you have to pick your squad or your team based on professionalism, what you expect from your players. And I, I, I said it earlier in the programme, the rest of the players would have known what's happened, whatever's happened behind the closed doors they would have been looking to see what the manager's going to do. Absolutely. They've been waiting to see. And his his reputation within that squad could have been in the balance if he had went the wrong way. So he's 
you know, been quite cynical. That's my decision. I'm making it so fair play. To so he puts him on the bench tomorrow night. For instance, he goes over there. He doesn't put him on because he knows he's not fit enough. You can imagine what the fans would be doing. They'd be calling for his head if they went out. Because, what do you know? Bring Morelos on for us to bear the first game. Yeah. And we said it's a two leg. You've got to remember. You've got to remember it's a two leg. But they've been calling for his head. But now they know the reason why he's not been coming on or he's not been getting the moments. The manager's been trying to do it by putting him on the bench now and again. But he knows he's not been at the levels and he's let himself down badly. And as I say, I feel for the manager because it's such a big game. I feel for his teammates and I feel for the supporters. I hope that Kolak goes, scores a couple of goals and Rangers yeah. go through because <laughs> that would be the ideal scenario for the manager. You know, and, uh, and his supporters, you know, and that answers everything then. And that puts that to the bed once and for all. And I think then, if that did happen, they could get him out the door as quick as they possibly Peter, could. you've been a manager, you've made decisions in the past. Have you known that when you've left a player out or you've put him out of the squad or you've disciplined him, that it's going to not bother you, but it's going to continually catch your attention? Of course. I mean, I've had situations where I've made decisions and people ask them. But as I said earlier, the one thing I've always thought about them, maybe when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have thought them as much and I'd have been a wee bit right on it right away and made the decision to thought, I'll take five minutes to think about it. But once I've made that decision, I'm very, very comfortable. And I don't care if I end up losing my job through it because I know it's a decision that if I had the opportunity to do it again, I would do the exact same thing. That's the one thing do, that I would... Do you think Alfredo Morelos then would have been a distraction being about the group if he had went tomorrow night? I think he would have. I think I think there's obviously something happened between the game and Saturday mm -hmm. and training the next few yeah, days. He'd be due in for training on Sunday, wouldn't he? Well, he'd have to be. Absolutely. So I think there's something obviously happened there as well because it's obviously the manager is going to say, Are you crazy what you've done it on the pitch? Mm -hmm. But I think there's maybe not been a reaction that the manager expected. You know, he's coming off with a smile on his face. And I know sometimes the camera can catch you differently. But he, does he realise how important it is, how much he's let them down? Not for the first time. Not for the first yeah. time. It's a constant. And sometimes you get people make mistakes. We've all done that. But it's been a constant. And that's always been my argument. I've nothing against him. I don't know him. No, I don't sure. train him. Don't work him. But what I see with my own eyes, and I know that other players would have dealt with it completely different. And now the manager's got to a stage he's went, enough is enough. And it must have been something yeah. for Gio to pick this particular time when he's had opportunities probably before. Because he would be in for training. He'd be called in, wouldn't he? I mean, the Sunday, he played, what, 13 minutes? He he's sent off. He'd have been on the plane today for this game, so something has happened that Giovanni Van Bronckers said, nah, enough is enough. He was asked, and we're going to talk about Joe we're going to talk about the focus on the game in a moment or two, but this is just a few moments ago in Holland. He was asked, will Alfredo Morales play again for Rangers? Well, I think we wait and see what happens. I think the, the biggest factor in that is, is, is Alfredo himself. So uh, we have to see how the coming days, weeks will... Uh, I think he has to show, and not only, you know, he should show me he wants to play for Rangers. I know he wants to play, but to play for Rangers, you need to have a certain level, mentally, physically. And at the moment, uh, I think he's not ready to play. There's a new contract was there for him. Barry revealed it a, a month ago that Morellas would probably sign unless a big offer comes that he wants elsewhere. Rangers had prepared... We're preparing a new contract for him. Um, will that happen? What do you think of the manager's comments there about the I future? Think, I think he's 100% right, but I said to you at the time when they were offered him a new contract, I wouldn't, because I don't think he'd done enough professionally and he's always injured, as I said to you, and the things that I've heard and seen, I didn't think he let them too... In big occasions, he's let them down too often. Big moments, he's let them down too often. And I think that's very important. The manager would not have wanted to make this decision. 
There is absolutely no doubt of that. You can and hear it in his voice. And listen, if Rangers got offered 20 million during that summer there, he'd have been away. Without a shadow of a doubt, you can sense that he'd have been away. But he's obviously not been in that position to get away. You know, he's not done enough to get away. Now Rangers will be, that's the only thing Rangers will be looking at now. They'll be very lucky to get what they're going to get from now because people now know the manager's questioned his professionalism at a massive football club. And, he's pref- and that is the one thing that everybody looks at now. Everybody watches everything about the player now. They can tell you what time you're on WhatsApp at the last moment. They're even scouting players are saying, oh, he's on WhatsApp at three o'clock this morning. That you was can the turn last that off. Uh, you can turn that off on your but, phone. But, you but, I mean, some of them are not that clever. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are not that clever. But all, all these things get looked into now yeah. when they're scouting for players now. So well. if they're questioning his professionalism, mm. and that's what I'm saying. So it gives Rangers a massive problem financially if they were thinking they were going to get top dollar for him. Clubs being mentioned for him. Seville, that's come up before uh, Leicester City Crystal Palace do you see well, any of that Aston Villa not Steven Gerrard be- not before this window shuts no. this is coming from his camp probably yeah. I don't know yeah. that actually yeah but listen, listen agents are- it's the one thing I would imagine Steven Gerrard would tell you when he was manager of Rangers the most talked about player was Alfredo Morelos yeah. there was always something whether it was a link whether it was the fact that he was playing well whether the fact that he'd been sent off whether the fact he hadn't returned from international duty or there was an issue somewhere I would imagine the majority of press conferences he went into, he was asked about Alfredo Morelos. Whether he was the, the hot topic or not, people wanted to know about him. He's got that player. He has that feeling about him. People want to talk about him. They want to investigate what's going on in his life. And what you understand as a player is, it's a manager's rules. The manager makes the rules. The guy in charge makes the rules. You have to live by them. If you don't and you cross them, then you get punished. That's exactly what's happened. And Giovanni van Bronckers said it there. The response and the reaction... From, Gio, uh, from Alfredo Morelos will determine where he goes in his Rangers career. Je suis impatient de Marer. What does that mean, Peter? I think it is. It's Christopher Julian. It's Montpellier. I am impatient to get there. There he is. In the Montpellier strip, Christopher Julian is off to Montpellier. Um, a, a good move then, isn't absolutely. it? And we good wish him all the very best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Stephen, a more than decent... Yeah, defender. Yeah, listen, I I still think he could have done a job for Celtic. You know, last season I still felt that when he was fit, if he'd been given his minutes, I think him and Cameron Carter-Vickers may have been a better partnership than uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers and Carl Starfeld. I still think he had the attributes to do it, but the manager's made his mind up, decision that no, he's going to move on. So, I think we wish him the best of luck. Back to Rangers then, because the game is just a, a day away. What about Cholak? Here's the manager. Uh, I think Antonio's done really well. Got a, a positive impact on the team with his performances, with everything he does on the pitch. Of course, with his goals, because you know we need goals to win games. So I'm very uh, happy <laughs> with uh, the performances Antonio uh, made for this team. And the focus then on just with all this disruption, what's uh, How's he keeping a grip on it all? We are very focused. Of course, we uh, trained without Morelos the last days. Uh, the, tr- uh, the players are, are, are training well. We prepared for tomorrow. We had good meetings. Tomorrow we have the final meeting to prepare for PSV. And, uh, you know, for us, you know, for me, it's, you know, a decision I made. But looking forward to the task ahead tomorrow. And the same is uh, the same uh, feelings that my players have at the moment. Stephen, quite strong. Yeah, Absolutely. Listen, we've spoken off tonight about Morales, we've sure. spoken about Rangers. Yeah. They can win the game tomorrow okay. night. You know, it, 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 it's not beyond them. Yes, they'll have to outperform what they've done so far this season, but they're more than capable of going there and producing a big performance and beating PSV. Yes, they're a good side. Are they slightly better than Rangers? Probably. Are they more rounded? Probably. But that counts for nothing over 90 minutes if they can get it done in 90 minutes. So, yes, there's negativity, but there's no doubt they can win the game. Peter, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow night? 
I just think it's a bridge too far for them. Uh, I just think defensively, I think they've not got enough to cope with it, you know, because they'll be trying to score, obviously, uh, Rangers to win the game. Oh, well, I suppose 0-0 and they can get any penalty kicks. But I think that'll be very difficult to go that length of time to go to 0-0 because mm. I think they've got that quality up front. There's no doubt of that. Could this be a 3-3? Well, I, I, I hope Rangers go through. You know, yeah. I'm saying that. That's no, the bottom line. Clear, I, sure. I'm wanting them yeah. to go through, so I don't care. If they go through in penalty kicks, good luck to them. Stephen, what do you reckon? Scoreline tomorrow night? You know what? I think it'll be low scoring. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think Rangers will be as gung-ho as what people would like them to be. I think they're fully aware of the responsibility. Stay in the game as long as you can, which Scottish teams do, going to Ibrox and Celtic Park, and then potentially catching the counter-attack. Listen, it's been a, that's the two hours have gone. Thanks to everyone for all the messages that came in. Stephen, thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Peter, see you next week Thank as well. Much, Enjoy Paul. the weekend. Thank you. And we'll be on tomorrow night at five. Up next after the news, it's going to be Joe Kilday. Thanks for tuning in. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.